Good to see everybody. Uh, welcome to the church today. I was going to say church and the Rock Church and just kind of blended it and said the church. So good to see everybody. You guys excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Good to be here. I uh, want to welcome you all. My name is Travis. I'm the campus pastor here at Rock Church Point Loma. I also want to say hello to all of our campuses, everybody joining us online. What's up, Rock Church, Oahu? What's up, San Marcos, El Cajon, City Heights, Chula Vista? Everybody in the room, let's put our hands together. Why don't you greet your extended family? So good to be together. A couple of things I want to mention before we get into today's message. One, today at most of our locations is Baptism Sunday. Come on, give, give a hand to all those getting water baptized today. And for those of you that have never been water baptized, this is really the first response of a believer. That once I make a decision that I'm going to give my life to Jesus, my life has changed, my life is now in his hands. Then you go public with your faith through water baptism. And so if you haven't made that decision, I just want to encourage you at all locations, find, find a leader, find somebody. You can just show up after the 11 o'clock service, all of our locations, only after the 11, whether you're in the room now or you're on your way, get baptized. If you haven't done it, today's the day. Can I get a good amen? Amen. amen. Uh, next Sunday is our 23rd anniversary as a church. Come on, it's, it's our Jordan year. Or it's the LeBron year. I don't know yet, the debate, right? It's just, so it's the Jordan year. That's what we've been saying. It's our 23rd anniversary as a church. Um, and we are relaunching life class. So come join us and celebrate uh, 23 years of ministry with our pastor, my pastor, Miles McPherson, all that God has done in and through uh, this church and in our city and around the world. And then also we're gonna relaunch life class. It's from 11 to one. And if you've been looking to get plugged into ministry or you've been asking, how do I become a part of this church? I've been coming weekly, but I just feel in the, a, a tug on my, I wanna get plugged into more what God has. Serve, I wanna, I wanna give. I want, to, I want to commit myself to coming every week. Life class is that next step for you. You can text the word life class. Come on, they've been to life class. Got some shows over here and some, some chihus and a wahoo and the whole thing, man. But if you've been to life class, tell someone how good it is and how sweet it is. But life class will change your life and get you plugged into the church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, we are in week six. I'm going to say week six, week six. of our Really, it's, it's the theme for this first season of, of, of the year called A Firm Foundation. And we, we've had so far five weeks of messaging going through different values that we are anchored to as a church. It's the firm foundation, the things that we're not going to move away from, the things that we want to be standing on when we don't know where else to go. We can say, no, this is what we're going to be anchored to, our firm foundation. When things get tough, this is it. And so week one was Jesus is our message. He's the message, he's the main course and dessert. He's everything that we do here at Rock Church. Jesus is our message, come on. That's, that's it, that's what we're about. In case you didn't know or you're wondering, what are they most for? Jesus, he is the message. And we too, we talked about worship being our posture. It's not a song that we sing or maybe a, a, a moment in a, in a service. It's our posture, it's just kind of how we stay. And week three, prayer is our priority. Prayer is our first response. It's not the last resort. It's a priority. We will be a house of prayer. And then in the fourth week, we had a team of people, three, three different preachers, uh, talk about love is our motivation. And so we are, as a church, everybody, motivated by how God loves us. And in turn, because he loved us first, I can then go love you. Even when you're unlovable. Come on, we got some unlovable people sometimes. And it's just, I can love you in Christ. I don't got to like you in Travis. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, love's my motivation to, to love you and try to like you. And then last week, our pastor broke down our fifth value, which people are our focus. We're focused on people. 
other people, not, not, not me, my, my personhood, but I'm focused on other people. Jesus came for people. And then this week, week six, I wanna unpack our sixth value. Discipleship is our calling. Discipleship is our calling. Would you bow your heads? Let's pray together. We're gonna ask God to speak through me and to you. And I, I would just encourage you to raise your expectation of what God can do in your life this morning. Let's get ready. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us. You are the message today. You're the message every day, every week, every Sunday. But Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak through me and also that you would pour out your spirit and your presence on this church. And Father, we thank you that we can gather in your house for your glory. Make us more like your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray, amen. Amen. So many of you know um, it's, it's Girl Scout cookie season. Uh, how many of you have enjoyed some Girl Scout cookies already to this point? Uh, we're two weeks in and we got, I think, a couple more weeks and you've already had your full and, and you've stocked up like a bear going through hibernation on Thin Mints, like you just got your supply. Um, something happened recently. Uh, Vanessa came to me and said, hey, can we sign up Naya for Girl Scouts? And I didn't know anything about it. She said, it's brownies. And I said, great, I love brownies. She said, no, it's called brownies. I know nothing about Girl Scouts. And, and, she, and I said, well, what, how, much, how much does that require of me? You know, and, and what are we doing? And she said, well, they go on adventures and they do troop uh, 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 nights out and they, they, they sing Christmas carols. They do some community service. I said, I'm all for it. Let's go all day. Let's go brownies. Let's go. And then Girl Scout cookie season hit us just a few weeks ago. And I was like, this is our rookie year. You sure? That sounds like all-star weekend type of thing, selling cookies. I don't know that we're ready for selling cookies, but everybody sells the cookies. And so Vanessa has been kind of quarterbacking the, the selling of the cookies. And we have a whole like cook, cookie factory in the garage. We've got tables and different color coordinated boxes and, and the whole thing. And I just didn't know. I, I didn't know how much went into selling cookies. And so the whole spread is on the kitchen island now. I, I got I to, gotta, you know, make room through cookies to get to the bathroom. And, and, and then people want their cookies. You know what I'm talking about. Like people, let me get my Thin Mints. You know, they're just like, like bro, it's, a, it's like a chocolate cookie that's real crunchy and really not that good in my opinion. But if you put it in the fridge, apparently it comes out tasting like gold sugar. I don't know. But people are like, I got to get some Thin Mints and... and and we've been running out of these cookies and so, but you can't just go get them. You gotta go to the supplier. I'm like, wait a minute, we got people tweaking and we got a supplier. Are we just selling cookies? Because some of the names are weird, like Tagalong. I'm like, I never heard of a cookie called Tagalong. And, and, and Dosi Do, I'm like, come on, that, you know that's, that's funny. There's something funny in that Dosi Do. People are sending us money and we got cash envelopes. I'm like, listen, I don't know, I'm a pastor. I can't be doing this, I don't know. Well, this whole underground, you know, cookie business is all about, but I just didn't have any idea how involved it was. I had no clue because from the moment that we said yes, it's been all in at the Gibson house on cookies. Here's the point of the story. I wonder for those that came to church today and those online and those on their way, if at the moment that you said yes to Jesus, or maybe you haven't said yes yet, but you will. And I wonder if at the moment that you say or said yes, that you realized this is an all in type of commitment. Because Jesus didn't call you and I to a part-time Christianity. He called us to full-time discipleship. That's an all in type of commitment. And that's the message today. Discipleship is our calling. And I want to show it to you. If you've got your Bible with you, go to 
Mark chapter three. That's the third book in the New Testament, excuse me, the second, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Second book in the New Testament. In Mark chapter three, and I'll just give you a little setup. Jesus is being followed by crowds and he has healed many to this point and, and many have come and gathered around him. And if you look around where you're sitting today or where you're joining us from church, maybe if you're in one of our, our rooms, one of our auditoriums, you, you realize you're surrounded by maybe what feels like a crowd, maybe 10, 20, 30, 100, several hundred. And there's always a crowd where the name of Jesus is being preached. There should be. But then you step one foot closer and you'll see there's followers and they would follow him from town to town. But then you draw in a little bit closer past the crowd, beyond the followers, and into a, a little bit more intimate group that he would call disciples. And this is the story of Jesus calling his first 12 disciples. In Mark chapter three, I'm gonna read verses 13 to 19. This is what it says. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted. He called to him those he wanted and they came to him. He appointed 12, how many? 12, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the 12 he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who would betray him later. Uh, a few weeks ago, at the academy here in the, in the early, early uh, education or in the elementary grades, they were challenging the kids to memorize the 12 disciples. So we're on the way to school and Anaya goes, Dad, can you teach me to memorize the 12 disciples? I said, absolutely. Peter, James, John, Matthew, Andrew. And then I realized I don't know all 12 disciples by heart. Because once you go past Peter, James, John, there's another James and then, then there's Simon and then, and then there's Matthew and then the names start getting weird like, like Bartholomew, like who's that guy? And then Thaddeus, you know what I mean? Like when's the last time you heard like, what'd you name your kid? Thaddeus, really? You went with Thaddeus? Like you just don't see those names that often. And so, but, but, but it's necessary that we see the ones we know and the ones you don't know. Because in a sense, this is a little microcosmic picture of what Jesus does for the whole kingdom of God. He calls those he wants. He calls those that he wants. And, and, the, and, and let me show you why that's so important because the Greek word translated as church, that's right here, this assembly, this gathering, your campus in San Marcos and Oahu, the, the Greek word is ekklesia. It's a Greek word, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but sometimes you pull the Greek word because it's important, and in this case it is. The Greek word translated church in the Bible is ekklesia, and the first part of that word ek means out of, and the second part of that word is from the verb kaleo, which means to call, and so the church, ekklesia, really means those who are the called out ones. Maybe you're thinking, well, pastor, maybe the person next to me, he's been called, but I don't think God's called me. But I think that's why it's so important to see who Jesus called. Look who he calls. He calls regular, ordinary, jacked up, tore up from the floor up kind of guys. He called fishermen. He called tax collectors. Peter was a fisherman. He was bold, but he was broken. Matthew was a tax collector. He had money, but he was also a liar and a thief. And then you got guys like Thaddeus, voted you know, least memorable in his high school yearbook. Like, who is this guy? I don't know. 
I don't know. But he's in the Bible for a reason. I think it's important to take note. They're there for a reason. They've got a, you know, a bunch of misfit characters, but God still called them. God still desired them. God, God still said, no, I, I want you. And, and I don't know your story. I don't know your sin. I don't know your stronghold or your struggle or your stumbling block or your insecurity. But maybe you feel like you're not called. God's called you. And maybe you messed up this last week and you're thinking, no, 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 not for me, but for her. No, God wants you and he's called you. There's somebody in in, in El Cajon, not to pick an El Cajon, but there's somebody out there thinking, no, 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 what's happened to me is too dark, too dirty, too sinful. No, 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 daughter of God, he has called you. Jesus wants you. He wants you to be with him. He wants you to be close to him. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. That goes for all of us. No matter what you think, God says, no, I've called you. I got a plan for your life. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, Jesus has called me. Jesus has called me. Jesus has called me and he's called you. You've been called. Um, when I was in high school, I got my first cell phone. And cell phones had not advanced that much. And one of the, the cell phones, we didn't have iPhones, we didn't have none of that. No, I mean, there weren't even flip phones. The one that everybody got was the Nokia brick. Okay, shout out if you know the Nokia brick. Come on, give, right? Okay, okay, all right. The, the, the kids don't know nothing about the brick and the struggle that we had. Okay, it, it, didn't, it didn't do a whole lot. It didn't do a whole lot. The Nokia brick was, 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 was basic. It did a couple of things. It, it could call people. Okay, you can play the game Snake. Shout out Snake. Come on now. Come on, Snake. Hey, Snake, Snake. You could call. You could play the game Snake. And then you can kind of text message, but it was rough. It'd be like 30 minutes to say hello. It was like H. I missed it. I got to go back. You had to hit like 17 times to get the letter to, to be right. It was, it was difficult. But here's what I remember about my first cell phone in high school. Voicemail was critical because we didn't have DMs and you know, slide into my DM. We didn't have none of that. You couldn't text me. There wasn't, there wasn't none of that. We, you had to have voicemail because you wanted to make sure you got the call. Are you with me so far? Voicemail was critical. But, but me in high school with my Nokia brick, we didn't have a YouTube, we didn't have iTunes, none of that stuff. And so when you would record your personal greeting, I, I would call the local radio station. That was 102.5 KDON. And I would call them and say, hey, listen, can you play that voice to men in like 10 minutes? If you can play boys to men, and they would play boys to men. And, 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 and I, I would play boys to men because I wanted to record the, the, the song on the greeting, and then I would do the greeting over the track. And so I'd call them, like, can you get that boys to men? And they would, they would, they would, they would play boys to men. And then I would wait for my moment. Hey, listen, thanks for calling. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, this is Travis. I, thanks for calling. I'm so, so glad you called out, reached out to me. I'm not here, here at the moment, but I'm thinking about you. Just leave your name and your number, maybe say it twice, and I'm gonna call you back. And if this is Vanessa, by the way, last week was awesome. I can't wait to see you again. Love. Do you remember that? Do you remember those days? 
You had to get it right. And then if you messed up, you had to call them back. I messed it up. Do it again. Play the song again and we would do it again. Don't play it again. But you had to get it right. Here, here, here's why. Voicemail was so important because I needed to know who was calling me and what they were calling me for. Rock Church, don't miss this. You don't wanna miss the call of God on your life. You, you, you need to know who's calling, his name is Jesus. You need to know what he's calling about. He's calling you to discipleship. And I'm not talking about what you like to do. No, 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 that, that, that's called passion. I'm talking about calling. And I'm not talking about what you decided to do this week. That's called direction. I'm talking about what you've been called to do, that, that, that's what God has assigned on you, commissioned you for, those that are in relationship with Jesus to be a disciple. Discipleship is our calling. And so if you're taking notes, I wanna, I wanna give you a couple notes that you can take down, write this down. Point number one, disciples are with Jesus. Disciples are with Jesus. We're called to it. Before I do, I'm gonna be with Jesus. In, in verse 14, in that story that we read, it says that he, Jesus, appointed 12 that they might be, what? With him. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a trick question. It's just, no, no, no. The first thing he does, he calls the, the, these individuals and says, no, I'm calling them that they may be with me. In John 15, four, it says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must Remain in the vine, neither can you, can you bear fruit unless you, what, remain in me. That, that word remain is really abide. I'm not about, I abide. I, 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 there's a staying power to it. Now, where, where's Josh? Josh, will you help me out? Let's give Josh a hand. I'm gonna ask him to help me out real quick. Let's give him a hand. You can run, run up here, Josh, real fast. Let's give him a hand. Yeah, you gotta, go, you gotta go fast, brother. I know you got big muscles, but you gotta go quick. Thank you, man. Thank you. Give Josh a hand one more time. He's gonna come help me out. Come on, man. I'm, I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you play Jesus. So you can just be like, be like this, okay? You imagine if Jesus was this strong, right? <laughs> just like Pharisees is jamming him up. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so you're gonna, you're gonna play Jesus because here's what happened. Disciples are called to be with Jesus, but many times we come into a relationship with Jesus and we come in and we we give him one of these and then we go. Almost like we're playing tag. Tag, you're it. You got my sin, and then we run hoping not to get cat, caught. But, then, but other times, you come into a relationship with Jesus, you, you, you bring it in for a minute, and then you get busy. You're not abiding, you're not remaining. You're around Jesus, you can stay like that. You're around Jesus, I, I'm busy, I got my married life going on, I got my kid's life going on, I got sports. Maybe you're even in ministry, you're serving. I'm not necessarily with Jesus, I was at the beginning, but now I'm doing things for him, I'm around. But God says, no, 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 I want you to be with, but you just keep getting busy. But then the marriage starts to break down. You need a fresh word. Let me get a fresh word, Jesus. High five real quick. Come back to church on Sunday once a week. But you're so busy and Jesus says, would you just slow down and abide with me? This is the staying power of abiding. Let's give Josh a hand. Give Josh a hand one more time. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's a, there's a staying power with abiding, remaining, Disciples first are with Jesus. There's an old uh, Jewish blessing that says, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. And it's a Jewish blessing because there's a thought that if I'm a disciple, that I'm following my teacher. And I wanna be so close to him that as he walks and he kicks up dirt with his sandals, I would be covered in the dust. 
Disciples are with Jesus. Discipleships are calling and part of that calling is that you would be with him and abide. Here's number two. Discipleship is our calling and disciples preach the words of Jesus. And so first we know that disciples are with Jesus and then we keep going in verse 14. It says, he appointed 12 that they might be with him and then that he might send them out to preach. It's real basic. All we're doing is reading the Bible and saying, God, what are you doing with these individuals? We're just reading the text. And he says, well, first I want them to be with me. I want you to stay. Before you do, stay. Before you go, 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 go get busy, just be with me. But after you've been with me, then I'm gonna commission you to go preach the words, to go preach Jesus. In Romans 10, verse 13 to 15, it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone what? Preaching to them. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news. News. Now don't shout and don't point to the person next to you, but how many of you know that we have enough people preaching bad news in our lives? We got bad news everywhere. Pastor just talked about it in that, in, in that, in that video. We, we, you wanna go on, on, on the news, CNN, Fox, name, name your brand, name your channel, B- bad news media, bad news cancel culture, bad news divided world. Students, you, you go to school, bad news peer pressure. Bad news identity crisis, bad news bullying. I don't know what, what, what you're being attacked with, but there's bad news everywhere. You, maybe for some of you, it's at home. And at home, there's, there's so much tension in, in the marriage or in the relationship, or maybe it's just in your relationship status, married, dating, single, breakup, and, and the world preaches enough bad news to you to condemn you of your situation. Maybe it's at work with coworkers. But when you begin to speak with them, there's bad news gossip. There are so many things. And and here's the deal. Life will preach mostly bad news because we live in a fallen world that's sinful and and broken. But Jesus said, I I want you to know good news. In fact, I want you to share my good news. I want you to deliver good news. And I I need some good news in my life. I don't know about you. I have a, a friend of mine who I call on a regular basis. And when things are hard, we talk. And I got awesome people in my life, but as a leader this year, this year was unlike any other, other, other year in my life. If I could just be honest with you, this was the hardest year of leadership in my life personally. And that, 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 that goes home with me and, and Vanessa and I talk and we cry and we, 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 we cry out to the Lord and, and, and we just go to battle together. And some of that stuff draws us closer to Jesus and one another. But this year of leadership was tough. And, and, and there are people in my life that I can call and, and talk to and and, and, and one, one pastor here in San Diego, um, we, we, we would text each other. And I, I needed him in, in my life because he would send me a prophetic verse to, to just cover my day. And it would bless me. He'd preach the good news over my life. I'm going through a hard moment and he, he would leave me a, a voice memo and say, man, uh, Travis, you're doing a great job. You're leading well. You've you, you got gifts. Uh, you're a great husband. You're a great father. For out of the blue, and he would just send me these things. 
And in a tough moment, in, in the middle of my bad news, whatever is going on in my life, I would get this man of God, this person in my life that would preach the good news of Jesus over my life. I need that church. I don't care if you're a pastor, preacher, plumber, whatever you do, you're a first time person, you're just thinking about, you gotta have people that, that preach the good news. And while there are plenty of people bringing it, God's saying, I want you to be a bringer of good news. Because discipleship is your calling. And part of that is first to be with Jesus. But another part of that is that you would go preach the words of Jesus. Be a bringer of good news for other people. Bring hope where there is no hope. Bring restoration where someone feels like they can't be restored. You're the bringer of hope and joy where there is no hope and joy for anybody in this world because it's always broken. It's always hurting. But God says, no, I want you to be a bringer of hope. That's what discipleship is all about to preach Jesus to a hurting world, hope to those who otherwise don't have it. And let me ask you, if you don't bring the good news, who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do it? Because God is looking for a generation of people to say, here I am, Lord, send me. Because I know discipleship is my calling and part of that is to go preach the words of Jesus. Send me, God, I'm available. This isn't a part-time Christianity because you've called me to a full-time discipleship. And so we're gonna be with Jesus. We're gonna preach the words of Jesus. And number three, disciples do the work of Jesus. Disciples do the work of Jesus. We keep going in that story that we read in Mark chapter three, 14 and 15 finishes like this. He appointed 12, how many? 12, that they might be with him. That was point number one and that he might send them out to preach, that was number two, and to have authority to drive out demons. Look up here. You have authority by the power of the Holy Spirit to do the work of Jesus. You have been given authority by the power of the Holy Spirit to do the work of Jesus. In fact, he's called you to it and he's prepared it for you in advance. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, there's, a, there's a volunteer here. I'm not gonna use his name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him Mike. But recently, uh, Mike was with a new family and at all of our locations, we, 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 get, we get new families every single week, which is incredible that we have a church where people can come and feel like they belong here. They can bring their friends and family. Um, but this volunteer, one of our team members, incredible man of God, awesome leader, um, was with a new family and was talking with them, was encouraging them, asking them questions about their life. And I was walking by, I'm gonna call him Mike. Mike said, Pastor Travis, would you come and meet this new family? I said, absolutely. And we talked and he told me all the things that they had been sharing and, and all the things about their kids and, and how it was their first time and he's gonna sit with them next week. And then he said to the family, is there anything that you'd like Pastor Travis to pray for you for? And I said, what? <laughs> The minute it got spiritual, he tapped me in. After he had done all the relationship stuff and he had done all the getting to know you things and he had spent the time building rapport and the time encouraging them and the time inviting them back to, to church the next week, the moment that it got spiritual, so to speak, he tapped me in. And, and I think it's important to know that discipleship, the work of discipleship isn't a pastor thing, it's, it's a disciple thing. It's a people of God thing. It's an ecclesia, the called out ones type of thing. And so if it's prayer, it's for all of us. 
If, if it's preaching, it's for all of us. If it's ministry, it's for all of us. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you have been given authority to do the work of Jesus, to lay hands, to heal, to, to, to speak the word of God, to call the sick to healing. You can do all of that by the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit in me doesn't make me better than you. The Holy Spirit in you makes you better than you. It's the same God in me that's in you. Discipleship is our calling. It's what I'm called to. It's not a pastor thing, it's a disciple thing. Discipleship is our calling and it means that we're first gonna be with him. It means that we're gonna preach the words of Jesus and then we're gonna do the work of Jesus. In Matthew 28, verse 19, this is my last verse and we could bring the team out and we're gonna close our time together. I got one more story, but in Matthew 28, verse 19, the disciples have already been chosen. They've done ministry. Jesus has sent out the 72 and now it's, it's just building. Momentum is building, momentum is building and God's establishing his church. And then Jesus goes and because he's the message, he lives the life perfectly for 33 years, three years of ministry, lived it perfectly, the life that you and I were supposed to live. And then he goes to the cross and he eventually dies the, the death that we deserve to die and then conquers sin, death, Satan, through the power of the resurrection, giving us everlasting life for all those who would choose him and say yes to Jesus. And then in Matthew 28, he gives this commissioning to the church and says, go make disciples therefore of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. See, the goal was always church growth. The goal was always discipleship by multiplication. That was always the goal. Look up here. But we just came out of a pandemic that seemed like, seemed like it cut the church at the knees. Seemed like. But maybe what the pandemic did more than anything is just show us that we had way fewer disciples than we thought we had. And maybe more than anything, what it actually did is just separate the crowd on the hillside and the followers that go from good season to good season with those that have been called to become disciples of Jesus. Maybe that's what happened. But the goal was always growth. The goal was always multiplication. But recently there's been a, there's been a surge. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you felt the stirring of God like I've felt it. I don't know if you've felt it in the room where you're at, your location. I hope you have. I hope that you've been seeing it. I hope that you've been hearing it. We've been talking about it. And about a week and a half ago in, I wrote it down, the, the town, Wilmore, Kentucky, a, a college called Asbury Christian University had a regularly scheduled chapel service led by their student class and some faculty, a couple hours. But it kept going and the students didn't want it to end. And so they said, hey, we, we wanna keep going. And so a couple of hours turned into an afternoon Afternoon turned into the night. The night turned into morning. Morning turned to the next day. And so pretty soon the, the, the school started taking notice and they started talking about this word called revival. And one day went into two days and two days turned into three days and four days turned into five days and one week turned into seven days. And it was going morning, afternoon, evening, midnight, 4 a.m. and round the clock nonstop this spirit of God broke out and worship 
and repentance and confession and prayer and praise wouldn't stop. It just kept going. Marathon Kentucky prayer, Asbury Revival enters 10th day as movement spreads to more campuses. It began after students refused to leave following a chapel service. And so the, the, the faculty said, you know what, we're going to postpone classes because God's doing something here. God's doing something. There's a stirring happening. This isn't a two-hour part-time faith. This is a full-time call to follow Jesus. We don't want to mess it up. And the people of God and the pastors of the world started taking notice. And they started calling in and said, hey, can we come? We'll provide our service to you. We'll, we'll, we'll lead worship. We'll, if you want us to, 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 to preach a word. And they kindly said, uh, no, thank you. This isn't a professional thing. This is an authentic, spirit-filled move of God that God is doing in our hearts because there is a generation of people that refuse to live a part-time faith. This is not I'm playing in church. This is I'm giving my life to Jesus full time. With everything that I have, I'm giving it to Jesus. Everything that I have, I wanna to give to him. And so as this has been going and still going as we speak, people have been desiring to go there, but I saw someone post today and I thought it was so good. He said, this is not a destination revival. This is a replication revival because what happened there can happen right here. What happened over there can happen right here when the people of God decide, I want Jesus more than anything. I want God in my life more than anything. I wanna praise God more than I praise anything. I want Jesus with me. I wanna preach Jesus to the world. I wanna be the, the feet that are so sweet, bringing good news everywhere I go. And I wanna do the work of Jesus, not just the pastor, not just in, in, in Asbury University, but right here in San Diego at all of our locations in Oahu. We wanna be the people of God that break out in a revival. Come on, I wish there was somebody at church today that would lift their voice and say, God, I believe you for revival. I'm not waiting. It doesn't need to fall. It can happen right here. When we say, God, I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm bringing revival right in my life. I want to set myself ablaze and let the world watch me burn. This is revival today. So I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes as we end our service and say, Jesus, we, we just authentically with all we have come before you. Not programmed, not, not trying to force something, but Jesus, we fully understand that what you called those first disciples to, you have called your church to. So much that you died for your bride. We are the called out ones. And so today the, the charge, the challenge is to say, I'm a disciple. I'm with Jesus everywhere I go. I don't wait for the professional minister to preach the word. I want to be a bringer of good news. I will preach the words of Jesus wherever I go. And because the same Holy Spirit that is in me, Travis, and the same Holy Spirit that filled you, Jesus, is the same Holy Spirit available to everyone who asks. And so Holy Spirit, fill us right now. Thank you for having your way. And we pray that revival would break out in the hearts of believers and stirring in the hearts of the unbeliever. And that there would be a resurgence in 2023 in this first quarter of the believers saying, I'm going all in. And those that are on the margins coming back to faith and those that are far from God saying, you know what? I'm leaving my old ways. The oldest past, behold, all things have been made brand new in Jesus. Lord, change my life. May that happen today.
And so as everybody's eyes are closed and your heads are bowed, if you need to pray a prayer to begin a relationship with Jesus or to make that decision, I'm a disciple. I want to be covered in the dust of my rabbi. You can pray this prayer in the quiet of your heart to say, dear God, I admit that I have sinned. I admit that I have fallen short. But I do believe that you've chosen me. I do believe that you love me. I believe that I'm called. And I confess you today as my savior, forgiving my sin. And I confess you today as Lord of my life, leader and ruler of all. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, in just a minute, I'm gonna invite you to stand at all of our locations. And after a few moments, we're all gonna stand because I believe this calls for everybody. And we're gonna worship God and ask that he would move like never before. But you gotta be a part of it. Don't wait for the person next to you, it's on you. So on the count of three, if you feel called to say, I'm a disciple of Jesus, I'm not on the sidelines, I'm in it 100%, I'm all in. I am not called by Jesus to part-time Christianity. This is a full-time call to discipleship. On the count of three, if that's your call, I want you to stand to your feet. One, two, three, stand to your feet, wherever you are, all of our locations, come on, stand to your feet. Come on, good, 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 good. Awesome, 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 awesome. Awesome. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Come on, church, let's praise God. Come on, let's praise God. Come on, let's praise God. Let's stand to our feet, church. Come on, let's all stand to our feet. Stand to your feet, stand to your feet. Father in heaven, we bless you and we praise you. There's no one like you. Jesus, you are the name above every other name. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great I am, the beginning and the end. You are the great physician and the good shepherd. And so we bless you and we praise you. I pray in this next moment that you would spark revival in our hearts and that we would sense it tangibly. We don't gotta go there, we gotta bring it here now. So Lord, we authentically come before you to say have your way. We are fully poured out. We bless you. And we say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Someone lift a shout of praise as we worship the King of Kings. Come on, let's praise God.